Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up, guys? And Gabriel Bringers. Good day. There is a lot of awesome news this week. Uh, if you go to our website right now, you'll notice there's a couple things going on with Lenovo. It's like a <laughs> Lenovo takeover, <laughs> except they didn't do anything to do that. Like we they, didn't talk with them or anything. No, no, like, no. It's no. Just, hey, we're going to run yeah. all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, about we, Lenovo. we've been cracked on about that, and it's entirely not true. We do have a great working relationship with Lenovo as well as other OEMs. They just nobody's putting out a bunch of stuff right now yep. except yeah. Lenovo and it's, they're doing a good job for the right. Most part, yeah. They're, so. they're putting out great stuff at great yeah. prices. Right. So that's, that's the it's, interesting it's, part. And yeah. that's what you all care about. Cause that's what we care about. Yeah, right. exactly. It's interesting though, because earlier this week, um, <laughs> I distinctly remember Robbie and I having a conversation about, man, it just kind of feels like, you know, kind of Chrome OS news is a little slow right now, maybe. And yeah, and just, there it wasn't happens a, this yeah, time you know, of year. There's, uh, there's kind of different ebb, ebb and flow of, of news cycles. And obviously, uh, uh, given given the things that are going on in, in the U.S. right now, that's taking up a lot of uh, uh, people's kind of news consciousness, I guess you sure. could say. And yeah. so, uh, so it kind of feels like some of the other news has kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, then it was towards the end of the week and it was just like one thing after another and one thing after another. And we've got, went and picked up another device yesterday that, that Gabe has in front of him that we'll talk about here in a minute. But, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's always, uh, it's always interesting, the ebb and flow of news. And, you know, for us, we just kind of keep, uh, keep churning, churning along and, and, uh, try to keep putting out stuff. But, uh, I think let's start with, let's start with the Lenovo stuff and just kind of talk through these, these couple uh, articles that are on the site that people might be interested in, and like like Gabe said, I mean these things are uh, that it's interesting that they, they, these are uh, 
priced in the right way that I think it's going to be really interesting for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting for um, just the Chrome OS ecosystem as a whole because of what, I mean, this this new one that we're going to talk about in a second is yet another example of what it clearly feels like Lenovo is trying to do in the space, and that is uh, give a little bit better quality uh, at lower price points than expected. And, you know, I, I talked about this in a couple articles this week and talked about kind of the trajectory of things. And, and when Chrome OS first started, you know, 10 years ago or so, the operating system clearly wasn't in a place to replace your MacBook or Windows mm-hmm. device. It just it just wasn't. And in a lot of ways, when people called it a glorified browser, that was kind of fair back then. That's literally all it was. I mean, then they added a desktop to it. Like I was messing with Chrome OS when... You booted up Chrome OS, and it literally booted up a Chrome, Chrome. window yeah. with tabs. There was no looking at Windows. There was no bother with you know minimizing, maximizing a, a Windows. Desktop. There was no yeah. desktop. There was yeah. none of it. It was literally just Chrome on a device with a keyboard and trackpad. And so um, I remember messing with it back then. It it came you know a little ways you know by the time I really got my first Chromebook and was messing with it because I was doing that on like early builds on a Windows device. Um, but still, even then, it was so limited in what it could do. Uh, I loved it. I loved the concept of it. But to be honest, you know, the glorified browser name was was fair back then, mm-hmm. and so it couldn't replace you know a Windows device. And I think Samsung back then did the the five fifty, yep. the Series five um, Chromebook, and it was relatively expensive. I want to say it was five or six hundred bucks back then, which people were just like, crazy. "Are you crazy that you're going to charge this much money for a device?" I can't do much of anything on because the web has you got to think has come so far yeah sure so there are all these factors that that made it really difficult to even think about selling more expensive hardware uh, in the chrome os space back then well google had their little moonshot moments of 2013 2015 pixels uh, chromebook pixels and those were a thousand dollars thirteen hundred dollars fourteen hundred i think sixteen and seventeen for the top end ones um but pristinely built laptops that clearly weren't made for many people to buy um and and they were awesome and i loved using them but again it was still too early for chrome os to really be leveraged in the way that that we kind of see it today uh, and what we see moving forward but then last the last two years we started seeing uh manufacturers kind of as we started ramping up as mm-hmm. chrome unbox we started seeing manufacturers start to take chrome os a little bit more seriously mm-hmm. and i think um probably a year before the pixel book came out you know, we started seeing the Samsung Chromebook Pro and the Flip C302 and some of these devices, the Dell Chromebook 13, that was like, okay, these are like legit devices. And it's like they were just kind of poking to see what could what could happen. Yes. They, were, they were testing the waters yeah, for let's sure. Just yeah. see what people think about us doing this. And part of those early tests, I think, were, hey, we're going to make these in small quantities because we don't think too many people are going to buy them. So the prices couldn't come down as far as what you would imagine them coming down. So, you know, the Chromebook Pro, I'm trying to remember what it started at. $600, Yeah, something right. like that. Um, you know, and the C302, I think, was between four and $500. Mm-hmm. And so people didn't really know what to think about that. And then later on in 2018 and then throughout 2019, we started seeing the NAMI devices. So the Spin 13, the uh, HP X360, the... Uh, Dell Inspiron, the Lenovo Yoga, those types of devices that you're going, okay, these are either pretty good, decent, or really good screens, 
great keyboards, Mm -hmm. aluminum builds, you know, Mm -hmm. backlit keys and better internals and all that kind of stuff started coming out. And I think they were still not quite sure where to price them. Yeah, absolutely. I I think they were just like, um, I don't know. What do you think, Bob? 600 bucks? Yeah, let's just let's just do six hundred, and they did yeah. that, and, and and I think that still reflects small scale production too, sure. because even today, if you do find a yoga, you're going to pay seven eight hundred dollars for it simply right. because that's how much. That's not how much, but the companies have invested a lot more in these devices because they're not producing them on scale. The margins are a lot slimmer, and so they have to price it higher to make up for the lower production. Yeah, Yeah. and so so we saw kind of that whole cycle go. But what happened with that is towards the end of last year, it felt like there was a period there where we were writing deal articles every other day because. And, and we stopped even recommending people buy Chromebooks at MSRP. It's like, yeah. don't yeah. absolutely do not buy this thing at its normal asking rate. That's yeah, I weird. Think, I think That's, HP had the wherewithal to mass produce the X three sixty fourteen because it was constantly on sale. Yeah, I mean, and even if it was a loss leader for them, it was a high volume product. I mean, it was $350, $400 all the time at Best Buy it, and all these places. And if they didn't have that much investment in it, then HP made a lot of money off that thing. It, it was almost like they were putting out these devices at a certain price, knowing that they were going to just like pretty and they could have pretty quickly after launch. It's the like, Coles <laughs> effect. <laughs> right. It's they were exactly going to put it on sale. It, it could have yeah. been that exact thing. They could have known, hey, here's where the market stands and here's where we are going to make our most money in this price category with these style devices and price them so that they could put them, quote unquote, on sale. So outlets like us will go, hey, this is on sale. And and the cool part is like when they came down to those prices, those prices felt more indicative of what you were buying. Like that it just felt better to spend between four and $500 for most of these Chromebooks. Yeah. And so it feels like that momentum is what is kind of pushing Lenovo to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, Lenovo is a company that's big enough to build things at scale. Um, I mean, they have resources akin to a Samsung or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, they they're have mul- multiple company. ODMs that build for them. They, they can, yeah, they can build all day long. Absolutely. And so I, I'm curious if that's the case, like if they figured out, like looking at the last 18 months of data and going, okay, we're almost two years now because honestly summer of 2018 is when we started right. seeing yep. Yep. NAMI devices show up. So I wonder if they've cumul- cumulatively looked at that data and said, okay, $600 for you know, the, the kind of latest gen processor and decent internal specs, what would make for a kind of okay windows device, uh, with a decent build quality. It seems like people are real hype about four to $500. Um, so instead of right now, we're, we're probably not going to be able to offer a whole lot of deals or sales or whatever, because of everything that's going on in our country. Um, and I don't know that they had the foresight to see any of those things coming, but, Maybe they just chose, hey, with our data, we know that this is the price point that makes sense for these style devices, mm-hmm. and this is what we're going to sell them for, you know, because um, we, we don't know that in six months we're going to see deep discounts on things like the Flex 5 or the the Duet, The and it'll be telling in six months if we don't, you know, if we get into Christmas time and these devices are on sale for like 20 bucks off or something like that. And it'll be clear that Lenovo saw this, saw the entire thing and said, Hey, we're, we're aiming at that Mm -hmm. market segment. We're not aiming to, you know, mark it up and then just to have it on sale. Right. And, and, And maybe it, and maybe it has something to do with the current state of affairs. Maybe it doesn't because you go to Best Buy, you go to Amazon, any of those places, they don't have a lot of deals right now. They don't have deals on much of anything. And maybe they, maybe they foresaw, 
this is going to be this way for a while. So we just need to sell things at a competitive good price, make a little bit of money and sell them fast because what, but I don't know because the and flex I, five was priced at three right. sixty nine yeah. when they announced and it. And the duet so. was as too. So yeah. back, back so. in January, unless they have some soothsayers there at Lenovo that could yeah. foresee the, uh, 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 pandemic rolling in, you know, uh, somebody just, tried this in the car industry years ago, and it was so far ahead of its time. But I really feel like it would it would be really good for the tech industry. Saturn did one price, is what they called mm-hmm. it. You could go to a Saturn store before GM bought them. You could go to a Saturn store here in Kentucky or a Saturn store in California. You'd pay the exact same price for a car, and they knew. And, and for a business model, it's very stable because they know from the get go. Every car we sell is going to make this amount of money. So now you just have to worry about, are we going to sell enough cars? Yeah. Right, right. So maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's it's hard to know. And, and and ultimately, like companies like Apple kind of do that. That's their same thing. Like if you go to buy a MacBook, you're going to go pay whatever the MacBook Pro price is at Best Buy or at Apple or wherever. That's, that's the price it is. Yeah, you hardly ever um, see them on sale. No, unless they're doing like, you know. A little promo thing right. for the and so know, people Memorial go, Day sale or right, whatever. People yeah. go and buy like refurbs and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's going to take months uh, for us to see exactly what Lenovo is doing here. But what I can tell you is there's a ton of like hype and excitement around their stuff right now. I mean, they're really the only one releasing Chrome OS stuff currently, like right now, right now. Uh, we expect obviously other manufacturers yeah, to be and, making and stuff. And that's another thing we've, we've seen so not so many, but we've seen quite a few announcements. HP has their high end ones and, and stuff that we're expecting. Lenovo's just dropping stuff without saying a word. You go to their <laughs> website one day and there's like three new Chromebooks. Like, yeah. Right. Okay. And so, I mean, but they're, you know, they're doing more than just pricing things, right? They're getting stuff on the shelf yeah, and they're making yeah. stuff available. And so far, like the Flex 5, for instance, that is just all around excellent, has stayed in stock yep, at Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon that $409 right now. one has stayed in stock. And, and you know, we're, we're Amazon affiliates. We don't care to tell people that. You know, we, we, we push these products that we think are great and we get a kickback on that. It's part of affiliate marketing. But we can see how many of these things sell and we're routinely selling them. It's not like, Oh, we've, we're, no one's buying them. No, people Lots are, of people are, people buying, are buying them, them yeah. and they're staying in stock. And so, um, that, that leads to a different conversation around, around the duet and what's going on with it. But now you've got the duet priced ridiculously. I mean, it yeah, is so $280, but we've seen a, a version that's 250 bucks. Yeah. So at local Walmarts right now, and it's on, we just updated the article. It's on walmart.com. You can see the inventory real time there yeah. too. And that's another thing because we've kind of wondered, Lenovo has still yet to put this on their website. It still says coming yeah, soon. How so weird is that? So Robbie had written an article and we've discussed at length. Is there a supply issue? Is it this, is it that? But this device I have in front of me, which we'll talk about in a minute, and the Duet are both on shelves in our local Walmart, and we live in a small town. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so, yeah, it's it, not what, like, what's our property? 44,000 in the uh, county? Something like that. We're in a small town, and this device that I have wasn't even announced. It's not on Lenovo's website in any shape, form, or fashion. And there was at Walmart. And they had two of them on shelves at our local Walmart. So yeah. they've got some supply chain stuff going on. I just think they're they're... It's an interesting trying to rollout. work out the kids yeah. right now. It's just now. <laughs> weird how they're rolling stuff out, but hey, if they're if they're selling product, then more power to them. Yeah, so. yeah, and and you know, like with the with the duet, for instance, you know, it it's getting reviewed so well, partly because of the price. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, Cameron uh, over at Review Geek 
gave it like a 10 out of 10. And while I don't fully agree with that, there's some shortcomings I have with, with the tablet. It's a great overall device as a whole. If you take it as a tablet first Mm and yeah, it's a, it's, it's a move into the Chrome OS tablet space. I think that Chrome OS needed and, and it's a win that way, but it would not be winning if the price tag was 400 or $450. It would be it a totally be different winning. story. Yeah. No, because people would be nitpicking it. And so Lenovo seems to have cracked something to figure out, okay, if we can use our power of scale to build devices that are good and solid, but also manage to keep the price down way below what people would expect. And it's not, they're not having to wait for a sale. They can literally go and buy it the minute they're ready to go buy a Chromebook. I think they're going to have a huge win on their hand in multiple uh, of, of these categories because we're going to, we're going to release our flex five review. I don't know, probably over the weekend, Monday, at the latest likely. Um, but you know, I don't care to go ahead and tell you all the, the, the device is awesome. Like, I literally love this Chromebook and it doesn't do anything flashy. It doesn't have the best screen ever. It doesn't have, it may have the best keyboard I've ever used. I mean, the keyboard is outstanding on it. Um, it doesn't have the best trackpad ever. It doesn't have the best speakers ever. It doesn't, it's not the fastest thing ever. It doesn't have the most RAM of any Chromebook nor the more, nor the most storage or any of those things. It's, it's actually not superlative in any category. I don't think maybe except the keyboard. Um, but apart from that, you know, it's just mediocre most ways. And so it's very interesting to look at it as a device and, and see all these good things come together to make something that is really superb. And part of that thinking part of that mentality part of that uh, perception of this device is because it costs $409 all back to the value factor if it was $650 I would be nitpicking it I would right I would just be kind of picking it apart and comparing it to the 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 yeah but that's what's crazy though is that it's not even borderline because I think at $499 this is still a recommended device yeah like it it does everything it does everything the HP X360 does right it's missing four gigs of RAM, but other than that, it's a great keyboard. It's a great device, and they've got it priced below what it's worth. Way, yeah, it feels like way below. It feels like you're you're constantly going to get a sale price, and that's not like a complaint. That's, that's just Lenovo's doing something different, and it's really cool. Well, and and so two points to that too. So point one is. With with this one, you know, we're waiting for the i5 version to show up. So right. there is a much more powerful version, an i5 with 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of NVMe storage. We've already seen it listed on Lenovo's website in other markets and other countries. Uh, we put out an article about, like, hey, it, there's no reason to believe it's not going to come to the U.S. No. You know, to, to say, well, it's not on Lenovo's website. Well, yeah, neither is a duet. So that doesn't tell us anything. That's that's not proof of literally anything. So don't worry about whether or not it's going to come. It, I'm pretty sure it's going to show up. Uh, the question will be, what's its price? Yeah. Like, how much is that thing going to cost? So if we look at the, the entry-level Flex um, compared to the i3, so that's a, that's a big processor upgrade to go from a Celeron to an i3. So that's an expensive upgrade. Uh, doubling the storage isn't that expensive of an upgrade, so from 32 to 64, and then adding keyboard backlighting is a little bit of an upgrade. It's only fifty dollars that Lenovo's charging mm-hmm. the difference between those two devices, so three fifty nine to four oh nine. So only fifty bucks is all they charged for all those upgrades. So yeah, we're upgrading to an i5. There's some money. We're doubling the RAM. Let's be honest, that's not much money at no. all. But you know, 
people have charged much more for less. <laughs> unless unless you're Apple. Right. Or, yeah. Go- or Google. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. all that. <laughs> Google does the same thing. Like, yeah. the Pixelbook Go's up charges are so stupid. Yeah. It's ridiculous that there's two or $300 price to it. Anyway. That's scale. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Google's making like 20 of those versus the 20,000 that Lenovo will make. Um, and so, you think, oh, so an i5 upgrade, um, four gigs of RAM more. The NVMe storage is going to be a little more yeah, expensive. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pricier, uh, but that's it. They're not going to change anything. And else that's about another it. thing. If they're if they're listening to their consumers and looking at what sells, and every OEM needs to think about this. You need to look at the i three eight gig combo. Honestly, yeah, because the i five we've seen the the on Chrome OS for whatever reason the difference between i three to i seven isn't that significant, and an i three has more horsepower than you will ever need when you're using Chrome oh, yeah. OS. Slap in that extra four gigs of RAM that we know doesn't cost very much. Put in some good storage, and this device could honestly sell for five hundred and thirty dollars. And I'll be frank: like the the difference in NVMe storage doesn't really make that big of a really. difference either. For yeah. not for Chromebooks, I mean, yeah. down the road, Linux, maybe Linux right stuff, now? yeah, maybe. Uh, but when you're talking about cloud computing, how fast yeah. your storage works, yeah. kind of goes against yeah, the whole re- premise. Your read write yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. And in and, and EMMC, you know, it's hard to tell what version of EMMC we're on, but there are versions of EMMC that have four, five, six hundred megs per second read write speed. So it's not like EMMC is like catastrophically slow. It's not. No. It's it's still way faster than any of your spinning hard drives that are still, by the way, being sold in Windows devices. But so you know so. Taking those upgrades that we know are coming, and I agree. I wish they would just do an i3 8 gig. 864 would be fine, and 8128 would be even better, mm-hmm. even if it was EMMC. Um, that, those upgrades are tiny. I mean, tiny. They could change the price. They could do it for 449 and and double the EMMC storage and double the RAM and still probably be at the same margin. I just don't know if they're going to do that. Um, but if they if they go with this i5 NVMe eight gigs of storage, I mean it's realistic looking at the the price differences that they could be in at that four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine a device with these specs? It's a three hundred nit screen. It's a backlit, fantastic keyboard, upward firing speakers. It's a mylar trackpad, is what it says, but it's performed as almost as good as any glass trackpad I've ever used. I just I. How in the world would you recommend anyone go buy anything else? Like, who, how can anyone else win against this when it comes to these these price brackets uh, that they're that they're selling this device at? And already the i3 four gig, like it's only black eyes that four gigs of RAM. I mean, I get there are going to be people that want an eight gig version, and I really do think Lenovo needs to think about doing that, even if they don't double the storage on it. Yeah. But regardless, at four hundred nine dollars for this package, it, I. Everyone else is going to have to adjust their game plan because the, what was the device that, was it the Flex 3i? Yeah. That was a confusing one. So what yeah. was that, 330 340 340 Yeah, it comes in at like $350. I, and that's, I, it's almost like they're disrupting themselves in this even because. Yeah, that device makes zero sense. Because it's a, Gemini like. Yeah. I think it was a Gemini like processor. It's, uh, 1366 panel, right? Or is it a does it have a 1080p? Hold I can't up. remember. Well, let, let's just pull it up. So look. this was one of those devices that just, that just showed, showed up. up. <laughs> right. So it's a the Flex 3i. So it's a smaller version of, and it's not the Flex 5, obviously. But the problem is, it's I don't remember the specs off the top of my head. But there are quite a few things on it. I remember when we were looking at it, going, oh, well, that's not as good as the Flex 5. 
Well, that's not as good as the Flex 5. Yeah, there's no way you would look at this and say, I'm sorry, don't drink coffee for a month. Come up with it. Ask us. Well, I, one of us will let you borrow $50. <laughs> don't buy I mean, and it might be a great device as far as what it does and how it feels. The build quality might be great. Who knows? But it's just hard to look at the Flex 5 and then look at a device like that and even consider it right right and i just don't understand where where it would even fall in and other manufacturers are going to find the same thing so the hp x360s of the world right you can't launch that device and put it up against the flex 5 because it, it offers no upside and it's two or three hundred dollars yeah. more there's just retail, no way retail, yeah. so, retail 599 on yeah that, so right? here we right. go it's it's 340 it has the N4020, which is Gemini Lake R, which is a good processor. Don't get me wrong. It gets, yeah, we were talking about that before. It's like 16,000, 17,000 octane. It'll do what the old Core i5s used to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're looking 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of storage, uh, IPS, HD. And now it's an 11.6 inch device. So maybe somebody just doesn't want a larger device, but yeah. still. And it's the, probably going to be the same panel that's like in the 330, yeah. uh, 330, 340. Yeah, the nicer IPS, IPS uh, 250 nits. But I mean. So it's not as bright. The so Flex is the Flex, on, is the Flex 5 is only 13.3, right? Right. So, so it's, it's not, not like, like it feels like this massive thing, but it's Bluetooth 4.2. Yeah, you get Bluetooth 5 has the old the Wi-Fi in it. You get Wi-Fi 6. Like. Doesn't say anything about USI support. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, so, I mean, when you think about, like, all of those things, like, just the stuff we just listed right there, build quality can be pushed to the side. Screen quality can be pushed to the side, you know, because we don't know those things until we technically hold the device, use it, and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't matter. I mean, even if it had USI stylus input, and, and it had a decent screen on it. You're taking a pretty big step back. Again, the, the 4020 processor is good for what it is, and that's great. It's it, The i3 at least doubles it up, if not almost triples it up in, in its raw speed. Absolutely. The internals, the 4 and 64, same. Um, I guarantee you the, the keyboard's probably going to be better on the main flex. Mm-hmm. Uh, the screen this is going to be back, brighter. This one's not backlit. Right. So there's all these like, oh, all these concessions. For what? 50 bucks? Yeah, I mean, and even even if you just absolutely can't spend $410, this is 339. The Celeron Flex is 359. Starts at 359 for the 432 and right. 379. 379. The, it's not backlit, but it's still going to have a better panel and faster. I mean, that Celeron U yeah. series is going to be way faster than that the N4. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what their play there is, but it's like they had that uh Lenovo IdeaPad 3 showed up the other day, the 14-inch one, mm-hmm. and it's already showing unavailable two days later so i don't know if maybe they've scrapped it because lenovo will release different devices in different markets so maybe they decided hey this is going to take a chunk out of our other devices let's move it to a different market i i, I don't know yeah, I don't it's know. not even available anymore but it's one of those things where you look at it and it's 260 dollars for a garbage display because it was the 220 that was one. bad uh it's TN not a convertible panel. it's not it has nothing that you would desire in a device and it's almost three hundred dollars and i'm glad right. they pulled it down because i wouldn't want anyone to buy it you know yeah and so that stands in like direct uh, opposition of the device that's in front of gabe right now which is the <laughs> there's so many I'm, I'm losing track the this is just the chromebook 3 11 yeah. right yeah so they had the 314 which is the one that showed up we wrote about last week and now it's gone this is the 311 this device was a lot more compelling to me because the one that showed up on their website was 464 with the Gemini Lake N4020, which we've, like we said, is a good processor. This is going to handle 
anything that a student's going to put at it. I mean, if you're taking basic college classes, I would recommend this device. I mean, yeah, it's not going to have it any handles issues. Android apps just fine. It will run Linux apps. It's fine. The one on their site is two hundred twenty nine dollars. I can look at someone and say, yeah, for two hundred twenty nine dollars, if you just need a cheap Chromebook, buy that. It's got a two hundred fifty nit panel. It is TN, but it is two hundred fifty nits. Recommended. If you can get it for two hundred, even better. Well, we got an email from George Economo again, and he said they had it at Walmart for $169 in the 32-gig version. We looked. They had it at our Walmart, so we bought it and went and grabbed it. And um, it's sitting in front of me right now, and it's $170. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. <laughs> I've never used a $170 I mean, Chromebook that I'm like... Samsung Chromebook 3 was $99 on sale. There yeah, there was, when it was going out, it was it yeah. dropped down to Was 100. that the 2-gig version? Oh, and it yeah. was, yeah. It was, it was yeah. painfully Garbage. slow. Garbage. Yeah. Painfully slow. And, and that's what I um, – we, we've unboxed this, and we'll have the video out, and we'll get a review out in the next week or so, but uh, – and don't want to give away too much, but most of the $180 devices you see are the old Acer – Braswell, two gigs of RAM, mm-hmm. garbage display, plastic, and I would never, I, I wouldn't tell my non-techie grandma to go buy one of these things. They're horrible. This one, this one's caught my attention, and again, we don't want to give anything away, but I can tell you just by sitting here and working on it, the build quality, the trackpad, the keyboard, those things. Is this, is this that, the, the Flex has metal lid bottom plastic keyboard deck correct correct yeah right is this thing this thing's all plastic it's all plastic yeah, yeah. yeah. but it feels like it's like firm. it's yeah. firm it feels for a plastic device. like yeah, yeah for, for those of you because a lot of people had the acer r11 and loved it which is a convertible but for those of you who are big fans of that it think that kind of feel mm-hmm. it's not as chunky but it feels as solid this doesn't feel yeah. like you're picking up because we've had some Remember that oh, the one of the first HP X360s we got, like the EDU yeah. models? Yeah, I mean, just flexed it all over like the place. It felt like if you dropped it, it would shatter. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like that. So it, uh, It's Oh, did we mention price, it's $170? Man. Yeah, exactly. For the price. <laughs> right. And that, U- USB-A on both sides, USB-C yep. on both sides. Micro SD. Micro SD card slot. Everything you'd need out of a just a... I need something that just works and well, isn't going to cost me a lot of money. Trackpad feels a little tacky, but that was in yeah. the studio and it was a little hot. So, but the click mechanism feels yeah, awesome. Click's phenomenal. And usually great. that's one of the, e- the the quickest places things fall down. And it's the good uh, Lenovo keyboard. Yeah, the keyboard feels. good. And like as we were filming, uh, Gabe powered it on, and I was kind of standing off on the side. The viewing angles aren't great. No, but they're not. It's a TN panel, but they're not horrific. No, it's like, not I the worst see it. that we've seen. I can see the screen. What was the one we had in here? Where, like from the side, you literally couldn't even see the screen. I'm trying to remember <laughs> one of those Asus. Yeah, those yeah. Asus. Maybe the red one or one. Yes, of those. it was that. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, I think it's that red. Really one. bad. There, there are all TN panels are pretty crappy, but they're much worse ones than this, others. And this one is not one of the worst ones. The yeah. saturation, like it's still a little washed out, but yeah, the saturation feels like they've boosted I mean, a little bit. In the all honesty, maybe, I don't, if I don't they, know. Robbie and I were talking about this. If they just slapped an IPS panel in this Oof, yeah. and made it 199 yeah, or two, yeah. even this two, thing low would 200s. sell until they couldn't make them anymore. Because they yeah. clearly have cheap 11.6 inch cheap. IPS panels. Mm-hmm. They put them in their C330 mm-hmm. and C340 mm-hmm. like like gangbusters and those devices are not expensive expensive so yeah. you got them it'd be nice if they had to put them in there they could have left off the touchscreen that'd be fine but you know it so, is what it is for 170 bucks it it's it, it becomes really hard to complain about anything yeah that, that you can do computing mm-hmm. on for 170 six more years of updates yeah right yeah. And, and 
I was telling Gabe, like part of the review process, I think will be, it'll be beneficial to just close the lid, plug it into an external display. So you're not thinking about that part of it and, or even leave the lid open and let it be its secondary display, but use the keyboard and trackpad on an external screen and, and see what, what it's like if you remove that one element. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, there's a ton of people that still don't care as much about screens as we do. I mean, just to be honest, there's just so many people that don't care. And I think back to pre, you know, uh, Chromebook days, every Windows laptop I had had crappy TN panels on. Ev- yeah. Everything had TN panels except MacBooks. MacBooks, yeah. You know, and, and so while that's changed across the board a lot, um, it doesn't mean that a lot of people really care that much. Like if they can see the letters forming on the screen, they, they don't care that much yeah and we have to keep in mind that the average person that's coming to our site or is going to best buy to buy a computer they're buying it to use occasionally they've got it at the house they need to get or they want to get on facebook or they want to watch a video or they want to do their banking or whatever they're not staring at screens for 10 hours a day like we are so a good screen is important to us not just because we're finicky but because you know eye care and stuff like that we need something that's clear and crisp and works for us your average consumer that just doesn't that's not as big of a deal and yeah, yeah. As and long so as it looks decent the minute you plug this thing into an external monitor and let's just see how the internals behave let's see what the keyboard feels like long term let's see what the trackpad behaves like using it for a few days all day oh yeah I, even, i'm gonna bet that it's gonna perform admirably well even yeah. one of these uh portable displays yeah, even, that we have even plug one of those in we should try just, we should try it with one of those just as a as a on the go kind of uh, mm-hmm. thing, even if, if somebody wanted to, uh, even at the house, I mean, yeah. if you've got, I have my if, 4K if you wanted, one at home, I'll try to, if you want to really get productive at the house, I mean, plug that thing into a, a that use that kind of as your secondary little monitor. The on one the you stare at yeah. more. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, $170. So, so yeah, right. I mean, it's going to be an interesting review process. Cause like, like we were talking about when I'm here at, at the office, I'll, I'll set it up and I'll actually type from it. I have a mechanical keyboard that I normally use, but I will type on this using my external monitor. Then at home I'll use it as a laptop and then I'll test out the little portable yeah. monitor and see. And, and I bet you're right. I, I would dare to say other than extended screen time on the main display, there's mm-hmm. not a lot to dislike about Which this Chromebook. Which is insane. <laughs> That's insane. And so, again, we've got Lenovo doing this at this ultra-low price bracket. But remember, not too much above this price. I mean, it's another 80 bucks, but you've, you can go get the Duet, which has an amazing display on yeah. it. Um, and keyboard in. And, you know, if it's a knock around the house, like our my Duet has been, like, stolen from me by my kids they they are loving it like they play roblox on it they watch youtube videos on it it's in my daughter's room constantly like she she just loves it and it's you know with family link it's controlled just like her phone and so there's a ton of upside to it as a device for the kids uh, it's been a great a great just around the house device kind of like i foresaw it when i first when mm-hmm. we first got it but then you'd step up a little bit more and you got a flex five that i'm gonna be honest like if that if you hand me that and said hey you know we've We've all decided that we're going to have work issue Chromebooks for Chrome Unbox. This is what it's you got to work on. Okay. That's it. I wouldn't, wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. Yeah. And if my happened, kids were older, if they were in high school and they needed a, if they needed a Chromebook right now, just for home, not a school managed one or whatever, and I needed to buy them one, that, that's exactly what it would be. Well, and I mean, I would recommend it to professionals. I would recommend it to college students. Mm-hmm. I would, like I said, yeah. I would use it every day 
not begrudgingly. Like it, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess it's okay. No, I, it is a great experience to use that Chromebook. Yeah, it has been really awesome. That being said, I'm probably going to land back on my Pixelbook. That's Go. what I was about to say. I think there's still that that little secret sauce that uh, is 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 there with the Pixelbook Go. And this really comes down to like fit and finish, and you just, know, it's the little small things. It's yeah, aesthetic. Yeah, you know, and those are those are tiny things that again, you're not going to replace those at 400 bucks. No, you just you just not. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a handful of people that are like, hey, I want those things. I want the little bit better industrial design and the super thin form factor and something that I can look at and just kind of admire a little bit on the desk. Cool. There are those devices for you. The Samsung Galaxy Chromebook still stands as one of those. Like, It's still a, an amazing piece of hardware, and I love a lot of things about it. I don't love carrying around a $1,000 Chromebook if I don't have to mm-hmm. um, that, I, that I purchased when I don't have to. Um, and it's part of the reason that, that I returned mine is that if they fix the battery issue, I honestly, I'll, I'll probably consider it again, maybe. Um, but I kind of want to leave my options open on the high end because that HP that's going to be coming out later in the summer, woo, that looks real nice. It's saucy. Three by two screen. I'm it's, a sucker for that. It's saucy. Can um, I just say that Robbie has kept his new phone longer than he did his Samsung, beat, and I'm amazed. I beat, I beat the expectations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the OnePlus is sticking with me for a while. OnePlus 8, I, man. It's I good, love it. Good phone. I've so, loved it. So, yeah, I mean, to kind of round up the, the Lenovo discussion, they have uh, done something special here, <laughs> I Yeah, think. Not, not just one Chromebook. It's, <laughs> it's becoming clear across yeah. the product yeah, it's, line. It's, like, it's okay, multiple I devices that keep coming, yep. and it's... Like you said, even with the flex, it's almost like they're disrupting themselves a little bit, <laughs> like <laughs> a, a bit, you know, you know. And that's part of like Acer has done that in the past sure. too, where they've released very similar products that you're like, why would anyone buy that one over this one? But you know, they have demographic research and market research oh, yeah. that we don't have, yeah. like consultants and, and, that probably do this right. for them and, and, and study think about all go, of hey, these things. This and, number, yeah. this price bracket does this, and release that, and so yeah. we don't want to claim that we know exactly what's going on. But I'm telling you what. Acer used to be the, you know, 100% leader in this oh, whole, yeah. like, hey, we have an armada of, yeah. of Chrome OS devices at all these different price points. Lenovo is They're coming for up. you. They're oh, stepping up big time. Lenovo's yeah. coming for everybody yeah. in this space. And I, mean, you, you, I, I don't know what lit the fire for them, yeah. but my goodness, like, they <laughs> they, have, they've got, they've got some, some market all research that, that is pointing them down this path, and it's, uh, it's I think, going to pay dividends for them. Uh, yeah. You, know, you, you, look at, you look at the line that we've kind of went through here. We've got this... 3-11, whatever <laughs> they're going to name it, uh, for $170. You've got the Duet at Walmart for $250. And you've, maxed out at yeah. 300 by right, the way. Right, <laughs> And then you've got that one other weird device, but then you've got the Flex 5 at 409 It's like, it's crazy. It's my, a new Chrome box and a new Yoga. Yeah, my, yeah yoga. my guess is we'll see it's a Yoga coming. from them. It's got to be. Um, so the thing I mean, kind of Do you think it will out. be cheaper? Do you think they'll follow this model? If we and, follow and maybe... this model, yeah, I could see them doing. Uh, it would make sense for them to stick with that fifteen point six inch mm-hmm. because they've got the Flex Five and that thirteen. It's one, it's, one, it's it's a sweet fifteen inch. Yeah, I love it's it. A, it's a great fifteen inch device. Yeah, um, I, I could hundred percent see them doing uh, the Lenovo Yoga Chromebook Two. Yeah, whatever. Whatever yeah. you know, call it whatever you want, but. Um, you know, make it a little bit slimmer. Try to lighten the load a little bit on it. It was chunky. You know, but let it go ahead and be yeah. your premium at, you know, six or $700. Mm-hmm. But here's what I think they could do that, that would, again, disrupt that into the market too. Build something that stands toe-to-toe with the Flip 436 and the mm-hmm. Samsung Galaxy Chromebook and mm-hmm. whatever Google might be planning. Like, go ahead and get that thing out there that's 
this is top tier. This is the best. And instead of it costing a thousand dollars, it's going to start at seven yeah. right. or seven fifty. Yeah. And and this is yeah. you're getting all the goodies, everything across the board for six ninety nine for a couple hundred dollars yeah. less than the competition. Yep. I, and I think they have clearly what they have the, the ability to do it. What was what was la- last year's logo? Old yoga Four. started at seven, didn't it? Yeah, it, it went. Was, uh, it was. Six ninety nine, seven ninety nine for the four K, yeah, four K, forty nine or something. I want to say it was eight ninety nine. I think it might for the top end, like so. the MSRP yeah. was. But so. but also let let's keep pursuing this duet line. I think and oh, not 100%. not immediately, but in case you didn't notice, <laughs> Lenovo followed up the Chromebook duet with two Windows duets. Yep. And oh yeah. They, they're they're yoga duets, aren't they? I think. Why, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know, man. Their name they're is so gorgeous. Weird. They have those yeah. really cool colors, the yeah. dark dark maroon and all that stuff. Keep pursuing that oh, too, because yeah. the, as the tablet throw, space grows, throw Chrome OS on one of those yes, bad boys. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So, kudos to Lenovo. Uh, like Gabe said early on, you know we're not we're not in cahoots with any of these OEMs. We just we just like to acknowledge uh, uh, people that are doing cool things, and Lenovo has something. Uh, something cool going on right now and and we're excited about it obviously uh we'll keep reporting on these things and and gabe's going to do a review of this uh this device he's got here the 11 inch one so stay tuned for that uh but for right now we're going to take a break and we will be right back this podcast is brought to you by nordvpn we recommend the service and we use nordvpn because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. Um, Before we get into the other news, I want to talk about... Uh, something cool that we kind of, I mean, we, we touched on it last week because I think it got delivered during the podcast last week. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, I think it did. Um, but we, uh, it, uh, we finally took, took delivery of our 100,000 YouTube sub- subscriber plaque. I guess they're calling it, or did they call them awards? Yeah, it's, it's an award. It's yeah, a plaque. It's an award. I called it a trophy. A trophy. <laughs> Like the soccer trophy or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so this is just something I think we just want to touch on real quick. And, and anybody who's subscribed, I, I think we've said it a million times, but we just want to say it again. Thank you all so much for supporting the YouTube channel. It's 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 one of those that's just a slow burn, and and we just <laughs> you just got to keep keep pushing. And we've we've uh, we've put a lot of work into the YouTube channel. If you think about. Uh, the time and resources that go into creating video content it's it's a a little bit more involved than than uh writing articles i mean we spend more time writing articles but but videos are just a whole nother beast and and to keep putting out consistent videos it's tough and so we're really proud of the work Joe, that Joe's we've, trying to say that he's overworked. Humble brag. <laughs> weird, weird flex, but okay. No, uh, it's 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 my point is it's just a slow burn and it's a lot of just grinding yeah. and just putting out videos and and just and staying staying true to the mission, which is which is good content often and and the YouTube channel hitting that 100k was was a big milestone for us. And I know there's subscribe, you know, there's people with. I don't know how many PewDiePie has now, a hundred and something million subscribers. I mean, it's stupid, 
But a hundred thousand is is amazing for us, and we're really really proud of that. So go check out um, if you're a YouTube member, we put out a member only video where we kind of gave a little uh, behind the scenes look at our Flex Five review, and then uh, gave a little tour around the studio and showed a couple new things that we've got in there. Um, but if you just go watch one of our recent videos, you'll notice the hundred hundred K. It's like a little mirror finish. They call it the Silver Award, but the, yeah, the actual little YouTube emblem is uh is a mirror which is kind of right. cool it's kind of it's kind of unique looking it's oh, we've been training around you know i use yeah. it to shave and exactly. joe took it fixed fix his my hair fix my hair in it uh yeah, yeah. it's uh so it's, it's it's multi-purpose it's it is a multi-purpose trophy yeah, i had to work on a on <laughs> on my toilet this weekend so i was using right it right right over reflect, reflecting yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah i mean yeah. it's got multiple uses yeah it is fun uh we were looking up uh yesterday the the way that you go about getting a couple extras because we were like, oh, cool, there's a card in here. You can get some extras. Let's let's order a few extras. They are expensive. Um, I come to find out, but Gabe did some research and found that the company that produces it for YouTube is the same one that produces all sorts of like big name awards, yeah. like Emmys and MTV awards. Yeah, and like that was that was really neat. Uh, and so once we saw that, before we got the price, uh, I knew it was going to be expensive because I'm like, oh, you make Emmys and yeah. MTV Movie Awards and. You know, the trophy the that they give away, the yeah. voice. Like, yeah. So, no. I, <laughs> yeah. We might order one more. Yeah, we might I think we can. I think we should have I mean, one it's, more. It's it's cool that YouTube obviously values this. Like, they're not just going and finding some little, you know, yeah, trophy people. This isn't a little wood, <laughs> plastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's legit. And, and they, you know, it, they're expensive. And it's cool that, that they... Uh, Put the value uh, on on their creators and or they value their creators is what I meant to yeah. say, and you know it's just something cool in in you know humble brag, but we're really proud of it. Yeah, and yeah. and it's uh, hopefully a, a a boost to keep us going towards uh, one million. Yeah, like that's I, I, that's a, a milestone that when I started making videos that literally never entered my mind. There wasn't even a, a moment where I was like, maybe one day I'll have a million subscribers. <laughs> like it wasn't even a thought back then. And so now that it's, it's not just a thought now, like it's like, okay, cool. cool. That's our next target. As long as that's we just keep goal. making content, like we'll get it eventually. Yeah. We're just going to keep, <laughs> keep doing it. Like it's hard to believe. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, it's uh, and, and I'm proud of the content that we make. I'm, I'm more proud of the content that we make than I am of a, a, a trophy or plaque Absolutely. or anything. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm, excited about our community of people um and that that care about this stuff as much as we do and i'm excited that you know we found something to write about and make videos about and make content about that uh that didn't die right you know ultimately because it could have right you know, and, very, and it's very and well it's really cool because it's it, you know it's not like we've arrived we're ever evolving but now we're getting to see this process all over again with gaming unboxed mm, yeah. which, which is really cool we you know michael Perigo I think we have 100 aboard. subs now yeah so. they've yeah. come they've come aboard <laughs> and we're making youtube he's making youtube videos yeah. now and we're just we're seeing it it in its birth phase and it's just right. really cool because we know what what it can look like a year from now mm-hmm. sure. we know what that means for the because you mentioned the community and just seeing an entirely new community come mm-hmm. aboard because it's a, it's a there's some crossover there but it's a completely different group of people yeah. and it's it's just really cool yeah yeah it's uh it's it's been a been a fun fun couple weeks you know of getting we finally finally got that award in and and then uh we we put up the uh 
I don't know what the sign is. That thing a sign? Yeah, it's like put a that up in the custom, studio. Custom built sign. So my wife had a oh uh, yeah 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 this this handmade wood sign. This this lady we've we've had them make um, a sign for our daughter. Um, she sells them like on Etsy and Facebook and stuff. Look local ish. It's about thirty minutes away from here. Um, and the the one we got for my daughter, I would say it's at least a yard wide. Uh, big, huge wooden circle, uh, about two inches thick, and then right across the center of it is my daughter's name written in a script that's yeah. all connected and connects both yeah. sides, and it's completely cut out. And, you know, yeah. it's just they're yeah. cool looking. Yeah. Um, so, as we started approaching this and began the whole run to 100k thing, um, there was one day my wife came over here and was sitting around the office, and you know, not that she's not welcome to come here. She just doesn't very often. There's not a whole lot to really do here. We were like, "Why are you here? No, it's nerdy and boring here. Right. No one wants to be here." <laughs> and so I was just kind of like, and, "You know, I don't, I don't." She's waiting for something. She made up some excuse. Well, what she was doing was taking photos of our office to give to this uh, person who makes this handmade wooden stuff, and said, "Okay, here's their logo. Here's kind of some feel about them." and go for it. And yeah. so she had some creative input. The the lady who made this had some creative input and out of nowhere, uh, after we'd hit a hundred thousand, it was a little while after she's like, okay, the thing I told you I was going to have for you is ready. We need to go pick it up. Yeah. Uh, and because of, you know, COVID-19 and stuff like it, yeah. it threw a, got, a cog and things. So, but we drove, picked it up. It was sitting on the lady's porch and, you know, unwrapped it and looked at it. And I was just like shocked because yeah. it's so cool looking. It looks uh, awesome in videos because it's got some dimension to it, yeah. which is really fun. So, yeah, they all hand cut. So each letter cut out from our logo and the, the colors matched pretty good as far as, you know, it's wood stained, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's so it's very not very obviously perfect, but um, it's it's really cool looking. It looks yeah. really dope. It looks in the, awesome. In the so, that's, studio, so, yeah. yeah, so that's in the, the, the shot now. And then we have our 100K plaque over there. So it just, I don't know, it's just been fun. Like, it's been a nice little... Um, and I, I kind of adjusted our shot a little bit uh, this last couple of videos. It just almost gave me a little bit of spark of creativity to do something a little different. Sure. You know, I don't know. It's like you just switch something up here and there, and mm-hmm. and it and it just kind of rejuvenates you. So it's been fun for me, and and uh, obviously all of this to say, we're just going to keep putting out good content, and hopefully, uh, hopefully a million will happen sooner rather than later. I mean, I just look. Yeah. We're at we're at one hundred twenty five thousand already. I mean. We just wild. hit 100 the other day. Yeah, like, we're, gonna, so. <laughs> we're not going to get plaques for it, but our next goals are 250,000, 500,000, mm-hmm. 750,000. Yeah, those are our kind of internal metrics. Yeah. And so, um, it kind of it, it blew up there right around. The, and I think part of that was that a couple same, of... It was that Samsung... A couple, the, uh, Samsung unboxing, <laughs> unboxing man, which that, just went bonkers. It, it died down too, man. I was hoping it was going to hit a million before it died uh, off, but it should be to 900,000 maybe. It was at 907 the other day. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's still at 907, okay. what this says. Um, yeah. Which is, it, it's so interesting that you just don't know. Like, you never know what videos are going to do. That was one that amounts. we just, I mean, obviously we were stoked on it because it was a, a really intriguing device. Yeah. But, I mean, the unboxing wasn't anything special. We didn't no. We didn't do anything crazy. We just put out the video and 900,000 views, our highest viewed video ever. Yeah. And that's that happened in about a month as opposed to a couple of the videos that have kind of been slowly gaining views over the last couple of years. Right. Still don't have that many views. Yeah, it's insane. So, yeah, that, that one was cool. But, you know, that being said, like the duet review has 175,000 yeah. views and it's yeah. a couple of days old now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we have some that are going and it just, it's indicative of the interest level across the board for, for standard consumers in Chromebooks. Right. Like we've been, right. 
we got into this space with the expectation <laughs> that eventually, yeah, you know, maybe normal consumers will actually care about Chromebooks a little bit. And right. We, we've watched it evolve. Like, we've been in the middle of it the whole time. And the reason we got started was like, ah, I think this could be the thing. And in my mind, that meant in 12 months from now, like, we could see this kickstart. But I think we're starting to just now see the fruits of all of that. Right. That and that's what four years ago. Yeah. You when know? you were talking at the beginning uh, about Chrome OS and its infancy and how it was simply just a browser and all that. And I, I think. Obviously, Google did, had no idea this was Sundar didn't because Sundar was on the team that created it. Uh, mm-hmm. they, right. they they had no idea what its full potential was going to be. They didn't know P, about PWAs and and the way the, the wave was going to evolve. Right. right place, right time, great whatever. But we're still at a place where even though Chrome OS has become mature the web the evolution of the web is still coming into that space mm-hmm. and your yep. general go out on the street and ask 10 to 10 people what a pwa is i bet you nine and a half of them won't know <laughs> the answer right but that space is starting to become more mainstream and yeah. i think in the next three to five years the way the web looks will be the way we see it now will be the norm because we don't see it the way normal people see the web. We, we look at progressive web apps. Right. We look at the way web-based things work, and that's what we want, and that's what we test. Three to five years from now, that may be the norm. And then when you go to a Best Buy and say, hey, I do this, this, and this, their first <laughs> cool. recommendation is going to be like, hey, you need a Chromebook because it does all of those things. Yeah, right. And, and yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's been a crazy journey. 100 100k uh 100k was a big milestone but we've got uh we've got room to grow yeah there's all kinds of stuff coming and and speaking of which um uh, you know we we came across yesterday these these perks uh in in the chromebook perks section there were a bunch of them got filled in yesterday uh and two of them were doom and doom 2 Mm -hmm. and you want to talk about evolution of things from a software perspective this is one of those things I've been waiting for to start happening, and I'm. This is, these will be those two games make the third um, Android version of something that I I feel like is doing what we were hoping for in this time in 2016 mm-hmm. and when we began. We were like, like really began Chrome Unbox. They could build Android huh. apps that that are yeah. full blown like right. desktop. So, you apps. can go back and look at our articles from back then and look at, they have look all at the videos. Con- I remember talking about containers so much. Right. It's, <laughs> it's was, all there. Like They could do it. You all know? these and, containers and how it does this and they can you le- leverage this. I mean, gosh, I remember all those conversations. And, and most of those articles were geared around the idea that, okay, here's Android that's been around for a long time. And Android is powerful enough to deliver desktop class software. It, it has everything you need to do anything you want to do. It's not like, oh, the, the programming language is too weak in Android. It only can do phone apps. The only reason that's the perception is there haven't been any good tablets or large screen devices. So yeah, the right. hardware. They're not des- <laughs> the apps aren't designed in that manner. Right. Yeah. Developers don't can't. care. Yeah. Go, There's go no reason for it. Pick up and play Call of Duty or PUBG Mobile and tell me that Android isn't capable of delivering high-end software experiences i mean it's awesome you know what what you can do on a phone for crying out loud right now and so we we thought i thought personally in 2016 when we began all this that you know what the android app stuff's coming within a year android app developers are going to be like well crap here's millions of untapped 
and maybe not even millions at that time, but you know, a huge library of untapped people that we can reach with our apps. And I want to write a desktop class app. I can, you know, say it does this on the phone, but it does this on desktop. Or I can say, you know, hey, it only shows up for people that are installing on Chromebooks. Well, four years later, we're still sitting around waiting for that uh, in mass. You right. know? Uh, it's happened here and there and that kind of stuff. But it seems like here lately, there's just been a different energy around it. And I think a lot of this is because everyone sees the writing on the wall now. Mm-hmm. Uh, most publications talk about Chromebooks now. I mean, The Verge, for crying out loud, has a, a, a new person that they review all the, the Chromebooks. Uh, for for the Verge now, and you know Android Police and Android Central. I mean, they talk about Chrome OS a lot now. It's not like a, a kind of thing on the side. So yeah, I mean, back when we started, there was one Chrome OS website. Yeah, and now, then we we showed up, and there's a lot of Chrome OS specific websites out there now. Yeah, and, and so like I think the public perception was already building anyway, and then COVID nineteen happened. And the pandemic broke out and people started buying way more Chromebooks even than before. So now all of a sudden you've got this saturated market of tons of people running Chrome OS and developers know this. They know that that's the case. And I think all of those things together are starting to push them to finally, you know, Google's laid everything out they need to take your app and make it work better on Chromebooks. You want keyboard support, you want mouse support, you want, here, here's the lines of code to put in, just go do it, just go make it that way. And most developers honestly have looked at it previously and just been like, eh, yeah, not worth it. Not not, not now, it. maybe yeah. later, you know, but right now it's not worth our time. It's not worth the, the investment time, we're not gonna get our money back out of that investment. Uh, I think that's changing. And mm-hmm. so we saw last week or week before with Krita, um, the, literally a full-blown desktop application that has been ported to Android and was made available at least at the onset and still right now. Like if you go try to get it on your phone, it's not a thing. You've got to go use a Chromebook or a tablet. It's built for that. Um, and now we've got Doom and Doom 2 that have been out for over a year. I have no idea how they worked on Chromebooks prior to this because we never tried. And nope. Usually, honestly, if a game comes out on Android... I'm assuming it doesn't work well on a Chromebook, you know, whether it's, whether it's GPU doesn't, you know, kick in like PUBG clearly is not using the GPU on these Chromebooks. Uh, But most Intel Chromebooks don't run a lot of games that well. And then even if they do, you have to use touch control. So if you don't have a touch screen, it's not going to work or you're reaching up and grabbing a huge touch screen and using, you know, your thumbs on the screen and, Eh, it's workable, you know, like the duet makes a good, good Mm -hmm. use case, but it's an arm Chromebook. So, Mm more things work on it than work on most of these Intel Chromebooks. So like expecting to open up a first person shooter of some sort or some action type game like that and expect to grab my mouse and keyboard like I would on a Windows device has just not worked so many times nope. the expectation yeah, is it you just won't. yeah you just already assume that something's not going to work right whatever. We we downloaded them yesterday, opened it I didn't have to maximize. I did nothing. It opened full screen, and then I was instantly back in 1994 right. <laughs> playing I mean, Doom 2, and it was amazing. It was actually pretty awesome. Yeah. To, you know, and I was like, oh, this is just going to be whatever. It's cool. It works. I'm going to move on. But I was kind of like, eh, especially Doom 2. Doom 2 has a special place in my heart. Nerd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, like I, yes. I was telling them I could, I could remember like where I was sitting. I know where my the, the PC was in my parents' house at the time. I remember what the desk looks like. I remember like certain smells, like because I spent a lot of time playing Doom Two. Like it was like my video game of choice for a bit. It was the first time it that game was the first time I ever played 
online and, and played against other people via dial up internet, you know, like there were so many things that were, were first. Joe, that's game. where you, you had it plugged into a phone <laughs> line. Oh, I remember. Uh, be and there was like, a phone Mom, number that your computer Mom, called. Get off the phone. <laughs> get off the phone. I'm playing Doom. <laughs> I remember the sound. Yeah. <laughs> if you had rich yeah. friends, they had two phone lines. Yeah, one if you, dedicated. Uh, yeah. If, if you play uh, Super Hot on Stadia right now, you'll you'll hear plenty of those yeah. noises. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it it it's fun to play, and that's that's awesome. But yeah, the the real story here is the, the fact that yeah. you, you installed an Android app. It knows that it's a Chromebook, and it just behaves accordingly. And it's perfect. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. And the mouse and keyboard work like you want them to, like you expect them to, and you know, to say that the technology isn't out there for this to happen on a larger scale is false. Uh, to say that the coding things aren't out there to target Chromebook audiences is false. Yeah. To say that uh, there's not abilities to build in, in-game experiences that can choose whether or not you're put against other players that have similar control inputs all is there. false. It's all, all there. there. Even PUBG Mobile that, that still has just constantly let me down on a Chromebook uh, – Still technically, like if you load it up on your Chromebook, even though it's not running very well and the frame rates are low and the, it can't render, uh, is it the shadows or the anti-aliasing? I think it's anti-aliasing. It's anti-aliasing. It makes everything these huge blocks. Yeah. It looks so ridiculous, uh, which tells me it's not using the GPU. Sure. But all of that stuff aside, it still knows when you load it up. It's like emulator detected. It's You'll a- be placed in games with other people using an emulator. I'm like, if you know that that's the case and Tencent themselves it's- build an emulator for Windows to play PUBG Mobile with a desktop setup, yeah, there there literally is nothing in the way of them making that same experience happen on a Chromebook. Nothing. There is no technical limitation, except for the fact that they have chosen that they just don't want to right now. And I think the only thing that's going to push anyone, any development house, to get past that hurdle is just numbers. Enough people with Chromebooks, right? You know, and and I think it feels like could be wrong, but it feels like we're on the precipice of that finally happening. You know, four years removed from. Um, I remember making that video, that terrible video I made by myself um, of being in that big room over there. I'll have to go watch it after this. Oh, I don't want to. We'll link it. No, we won't. We'll link it. I'm going to link it. Somebody, I remember somebody made fun of me in the comments there. They asked if I was like preaching because I had, I stood at that table and I had two lamps on (laughs) both sides. It did look like I was in a pulpit. I was preaching the Android on Chrome OS gospel. I was bringing it. I was bringing the that house shot, down. You don't even know. Shot and was, it was it was a little crooked. That shot was hilarious. Uh, it was shot on a phone. It was slightly crooked. But that was back before hey, Joe man. Joe joined hey, up. But you, you were you show. were you were making content. Yep, doing yeah. what I could. You were making content. Uh, but Pre- yeah, preaching so, or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, yeah, I, I think you know, like it seems silly to think Doom and Doom Two are. You know, big news, but it's not so much like, oh, we have some legit games the, on Chromebooks now. It's the experience of how yeah. they're being delivered. Yeah, because, I mean, it's still Doom too. I mean, yeah, look, come on. on. You but can't the, aim up yeah. for crying out loud. <laughs> you don't which, have to. Which is kind of nice. Yeah, it just does it for you. <laughs> if, you're, if you're on the the Y axis here, I can shoot anywhere as long as my X axis yeah. is lined up. It my bullet like, goes up there yeah, and gets you. you. I kind of yeah. like that. Can we get that in PUBG? Oh, please. Just shoot this left and right. Doesn't matter. Jeez. That would have helped out last yesterday. Last <laughs> night. Oh, man, gosh, we got dude tore up. up at the end. That dude up there on the balcony. We got tore up. Dang if anybody it. plays PUBG Mobile, we 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 got we got down to the very, I mean, very Flat small circle, circle yeah. very small circle, 
and there was a team of two up on a terrace, and like on the, the same, roof of a It's a that house. same team that we ran into yeah. in Rosshawk. And they, they, they had up, a slight little place. ledge around the terrace of this building. One was up top, one was one level lower, mm-hmm. and we were just down below them and couldn't get a shot at them. Yeah. And they, we would, just, they would just peek out, yeah. shoot, peek we out, shoot. We just shifted to this week's episode of Gaming Unboxed. Crew. Yeah. 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 We were on we were on. Game. What we are we going to call it? Maybe, maybe we just need to do On the Go Gamer. The Gamecast. Yeah. I think it's On, on the, the go, go Gamer. On the Go Gamer. Oh, yeah, okay. On the Go I, Gamer podcast almost, presented wow. by Gaming Unboxed. And then there's that truck. Yeah. <laughs> I almost feel like we could have an entire website, podcast, and YouTube channel dedicated to PUBG Mobile. I mean, we... We maybe, enjoy it. Maybe yeah. in Call of Duty yeah. as well. But there's yeah. so much stuff that changes in these games. That's why it's the what? gaming industry has so yeah, much the news whole, surrounding Have you all it. seen the it's whole insane. like free weekend they're doing? Um, PUBG, I guess it's PUBG just like standard desktop. desktop. It said like play for free June whatever. I don't know what all that <laughs> means, but it's like maybe free it's, weekend. Maybe in Steam. I don't know. They'll let people uh, download yeah. play. I don't know. I don't know, but it's kind of cool. So yeah, okay. yeah, we could we could do a whole separate on that. So speaking of uh, one last gaming thing, while we're on the gaming uh, section here of the podcast, uh, Stadia put out some. Well, I, I guess there's two things. Let's first talk about the GeForce Now thing. Actually, now that I now there's, that I start talking yeah, out loud, there's not a whole ton to talk about necessarily. With that it's just that you know we GeForce Now came out. Our initial thing was this is neat, uh, and it's fine fine on your phone. We installed it on a Chromebook, like developer mode, not developer channel, developer mode, uh, which is not recommended for most people. Uh, Sideload the app, and it, it would boot up, and then it would freeze. And so we made crash. a video called, we installed this on a Chromebook so you don't have to. Um, and that was kind of where it was. It was like, oh, cool, this is, they've said we're making for Chromebooks, we're going to have a web player similar yeah. to what Stadia is doing. So that's, you know, it wasn't a surprise. It was just like, hey, right. just so you guys know, this is not working. Uh, fast forward a little bit, and I found the article I wrote. It was over the weekend. I was messing around, and I don't know. I just wanted to try it again. So I sideloaded it on Pixelbook Go, I think. Um, and it actually worked. Like, I, I stayed in an entire match of Fortnite, like the entire thing, and it didn't freeze. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but it, it was working. And I was like, huh. Well, so the update fixed that, I guess. I don't know. Um, so we wrote that up and then just kind of moved on. Well, then when the Duet came out, my first thought was, well, I'm curious since it runs fine on Android because we made another video about the service running on like a $300 Samsung tablet mm-hmm. that's underpowered, like not even fun to play PUBG on underpowered. Um, and GeForce Now ran perfectly mm-hmm. on it too. Um, so I was like, well, maybe an ARM-powered Chromebook, yeah. it, would, it would work well. And it did. Yeah. Uh, it works perfectly fine. It was actually in the Play Store. Like yeah. it didn't have to sideload. Because I thought it was like, hey, if detect, you know, Play Store detects Chromebook, just say it's not available. Uh, but apparently it was detect if it's an Intel or uh, x86 processor yeah. to make it not available. And so uh, we did it, I think, with the 10E first and then the Duet after. And it was like, oh, cool, it's it's here. Like, it's actually available. Um, and ran with it. There were some, you know, inconsistencies with the mouse input because you have the Chrome OS mouse inputting to the Android Arc++ container to the Nvidia, right. you know, there was mouse a, inception, and it was it was a tiny, tiny, tiny delay, like almost imperceivable, but enough that I could I could kind of detect it. And uh, clearly, it's not there when you're playing on a phone. So I was like, well, they'd have to clean that up. But maybe they've switched gears here. Maybe they're just like, you know what, we can make this work in Android. We're gonna just go that route, and we'll get to the web player when we do. 
and then they pulled it completely yeah. off the web store for any Robbie, Chromebook. Robbie wrote an article and they saw it and, and they were it. like, oh, didn't know that was a thing. Cool, we'll <laughs> take it like, down. Oh, I'm crap. taking this. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, crap. <laughs> My guess is that's what they did, though. They marked the Chrome Play Store unboxed. to say, hey, uh, uh, yeah, processor they, is X. They just blacklist it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so I think they probably went, oh, OS is X. Cut it off. So was this? Did you discover all of this over the weekend when you were testing all the X Cloud stuff? Yes. Yeah. Because I was like, I wouldn't. Robbie gotta, was in like full on cloud gaming mode. I get this way every once in a while. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll start then, to mess around with stuff, and yeah, I, I got an Xbox controller, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna pair it up with the Duet and play. And I just reset it because I was, you know, kind of handing the Duet off. We'd done our review, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna give this to my my daughter. So I went to log in under my account and go to the Play Store, and I'm like, what the heck? Like it's yeah. just gone? Yeah. Like what what happened? So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, xCloud's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> xCloud is dope. Beta right now, correct? Yeah. 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 Uh, we got accepted the other day, too. So, it's a uh, you you Xbox controller. I have are, no idea what you, the game number are, but there, the, there are hundreds of games. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, what's I, the what's the process for getting games? Is it similar to I Stadia where you just... I don't even know what they're going to do. It's, yeah. So, like it's what if I bought an Xbox game and I want to play it, it on xCloud? It would be in there. Yeah, because I it's think. linked to your Xbox... Because like PlayStation, there's a lot of games that like my buddies they don't even go buy the physical game anymore. Right. They just buy it on their no, account. Is, what what is the Xbox service? This is tied to Xbox. Love, uh, isn't it? It's just Microsoft no, stuff. But there's right? a, there's an Xbox thing that Josh was talking about. It uh, like stores? Where you yeah. can buy and share games. So uh, when you when you've purchased a game, it's available to you in the cloud. Yeah. For an Xbox, it would be available kind of Steam esque. You would download right. it to your console and play it. So xCloud takes the place of the Xbox console. It becomes your cloud streaming. Which it. that's what, as cool as this is, I'm way more excited about whatever Steam's doing with the Steam Cloud Play thing. Uh, yeah, because I, I would love to. another similar thing. Yeah, like yeah. this is them saying, "Hey, we've got a platform already." Um, that you know, Steam doesn't really serve games yet. Right. Um, so once they they would have to. It's it's a bigger leap than it sounds. It's yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah, got a platform. It's like eh, the tech to make lag free gaming in the cloud is the hard part. Right. right. And I don't. Who knows how far they've come along? Which because they're pairing up with GeForce now. Initially, right. If and, they would get in cahoot, and maybe that is what they have on the roadmap. But the the way. Um, Con talked from Google. They were doing a a bare metal installable Steam some sort of application In Linux, yeah. right but if they're working with something with state if they would do the steam cloud plans to google already has all of that stuff figured out they right. already have Just all the partner latency up with stadia put your games on our servers and you yeah. i mean what's steam's player user oh base my gosh just millions and millions yeah, yeah. And the Go- google titles. is struggling that they have fixed everything that's wrong with stadia for the most part there's still some features that are coming but uh, they fixed a lot of the things that that were wrong. They just need the player base. They need players and games. Yeah, Steam has both. Exactly, <laughs> and they have the way for people to buy them. So if they, yeah. if there was a way to just be like, hey, Google Stadia now with Steam, and Boom. you could just sign into your Steam account via your Stadia account, and there's all your of games. your Steam games. Obviously, just like GeForce Now, there'd have to be an opt-in on their side to. Right. You want your game to be able to be playable on Stadia. And, and I get, blah, blah, blah. yeah, I get that. So, so the developers have to be on board too. But that's another advantage. Valve develops their own games. Right. right. They have a library that they could just jump on Stadia and be like, "All right, we're here. Developers, come along with us." You know. Yeah. 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 Don't get me started. <laughs> but I think I think just like we talked about four years ago with Chrome OS, like 
we're at the beginning. We're, we're sitting at the beginning, yeah. really looking in on this. Yeah. And, that's and why we so started people, a new website. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. part of it. Like Gaming Unboxed is about console-less, box-less gaming. Streaming gaming plays a huge part in this and, and how it's going to move forward. Stadia, you know, Google, I, people can knock it all they want. Google got out in front of this thing. And, yeah, they're going to take their knocks over the next year. And I guarantee you when they decided to go ahead and get this service out, they knew that that was going to be the case. Yeah. Right. There are going to be tons of people, console gamers and hardcore PC gamers, like, this isn't real gaming or this thing will never work. It doesn't matter. Right. Google's made of money, so they can just keep rolling exactly. it. Exactly. And, and that's the whole point is that when, when cloud gaming first became a thing, well, what was the first cloud gaming service? I mean, who you know? I mean, there's a, yes. you've yeah. got Shadow in there. You've got all these different ones, and everyone scoffed at it, and, and real gamers don't think it's legit and this and that, whatever. But obviously, the industry as a whole sees the value in it because xCloud is throwing... Microsoft is throwing everything right. Why would at Microsoft it. bother? Steam is throwing everything at it. Stadia, all these things. It's legit, and it is the future. Uh, did, did you see what, um, what they're doing with... They're using the Japanese arcade games as servers. Really? Yeah, for the cloud play stuff. So in, in these arcade games, these arcades in the off time when the arcades are closed, they're going to use the excess processing power for those to run the servers for the new Sony thing that Michael had oh, written okay. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fog, fog gaming. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I mean, we're, we're at the, we're, we're, we're early. Yeah. Yeah. Early and, in cloud gaming. And I think the more players get into it, um, and not, not game players, but the more, um, um, uh, Manufacturers, the more uh, console makers, those players in this game continue to get in. So the Steams of the world are in, and right. Microsoft comes out of beta, which they're still in beta. Everybody thought, oh, they're going to come out of beta and kill Stadia. Clearly, this is harder than everybody thought it was going yeah. in. And the fact that Google has it, I honestly pretty figured out. I mean, yeah. when you plug in something and play it, like clearly they developed first and foremost for the Chromecast Ultra. Yep. Yes. When I plug Perfect. in and play on there. I, I never have issues. Never. No. Sometimes like, the web player is a little wonky, and I give it some credit because you are doing all of this in on the web, right? In a browser, streaming, that's pretty crazy. You're streaming through the web, and all the, the protocols app, are different. It's the Android different app than, is crazy good yeah. too. And so I'm like, they've got most of it already figured. That part of it figured out, and honestly, that's the harder piece of all of it. Yeah. And they've got that nailed. As they their game library is really starting to grow, and yeah. Just games players. Games players, players start showing up. Yeah. Like, man, it's they're, they're out ahead of this thing. But as you know, Microsoft shows up. Yeah. As Valve with Steam shows up. Well, as PlayStation probably is going to pitch something into this. GeForce Now continues to grow. It's the, like it's the same as we've always said about uh, Chromebooks. You know, the more options for consumers, the better. It's going to push the industry right. forward. As as more players enter, and and maybe Google sees this little thing that that. You know, xCloud's doing differently. Oh, maybe we can integrate that, or we can right. do that, or we can pull this. It just it, it benefits that sort everyone. Of, that sort of innovation, that sort of progression, uh, uh, pushes pushes everything forward. You know, right. so it's more options for consumers, and that's what's gonna that's what's gonna make you know cloud gaming successful in the end is when when gamers are going there and playing their games. Right, like, when that's just the there default. is you, you don't you don't have a console anymore. Like, why do you need a console? Like. Right, that's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be so weird, you know, whenever everyone is playing all of their games online, and the processing power is gonna be there, and the latency is not gonna be an issue, and you're gonna yeah. be able to play all your games. Yeah, I mean, it's I, crazy. And I think, you know, even wireless five G 
plays into all this oh, stuff dude, too. Yeah. Like once, you know, everybody bangs on 5G and all this stuff, it's brand new too. So give it three or four years the way we did with LTE. Once it's fully rolled out on low and high band. You've got 5G in your house. you got millimeter wave. you got all that stuff. Then all of a sudden people in any area, most areas, especially in the U.S., you, you have access to high bandwidth uh, internet speeds. So your, 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 the cellular signal coming into your router in your house, your 5G router in your house, that m- mobile technology signal right. will be faster than a lot of people's internet oh right, oh, that yeah. they have in their house right now. You think about like people that still have like 25, 30 meg internet, yep. 50 meg internet, and a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people especially still around have here, the rural areas. Ah, oh, rural, we rural, 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 <laughs> rural areas. You know, we have a lot of people in this area that are still on DSL and stuff oh, like yeah, that, dude. and they just they just don't get those speeds, and they yeah. and everyone wants to use connected services and, and and cut cords and do all that stuff, and you can't, you can't be in a in an area like that with twenty five meg DSL and have five TVs and seven Chromecasts yeah. and Google Homes in your house. It's just not. No. Word, you know? no, 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 you but, don't have the bandwidth, but yeah, 5G, uh, especially as they start offering it, <clears throat> change you know, all that. Yeah, if yeah, I can put a node up in my then, house that's going to receive it and bring a hard yeah. line into my house to and, a router, yeah. And yep. then you you have your one bill from ATT or you have your one bill from Xfinity or whoever you know, uh, you pay them for all of your internet stuff. It's my connection. I want yeah. my whole house to be T Mobile, <laughs> yeah, your T Mo, whatever. I, they're saying T Mobile is going to be rolling it out pretty soon now because yep. they've they've got low band 5G out. Yep. I mean, yep. these OnePlus 8s have it. Yep. I've been shocked how often I'm connected to yeah. 5G. Yep. Um, yep. And and even at our house where, you know, for whatever reason, it's not that far out of the main part of Elizabethtown. And yet there was always like a four to five meg connection on T Mobile. It was enough if our internet went down to use things. I uh, checked it the other day. I'm getting like 80 or 90 yeah. at home now. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. so I don't, honestly don't care whether I'm on my Wi-Fi yeah. or not. The doesn't only, matter. The reason I want to be on my Wi-Fi is to be able to cast to my local devices. Exactly. Right. That's it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my internet speed, when, yes, when is you, faster. I get like 250 on our home internet. But once you're in 70 to 100 megs down, and you start most getting, things you don't and, need. And you start getting, you know, like we said, these, these T-Mobile or Verizon or whoever is going to make them. Yeah, uh, your 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 router, your your mobile hotspot basically right. is what it's, it's exactly be what it is yeah. in your house. That that will solve the casting because then right. all your stuff's connected to that yep, you know, signal. It's man, it's it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be yeah. nuts. It's it's so, coming. So, so all of, of that works into yeah, yeah. this whole streaming yeah. gaming and and providing the right. bandwidth people need because that's really the only argument yeah. for it right now. Right. So. so speaking of Stadia adding more games, uh, their June release is six games for pro users. Yeah, which is and, really awesome. Well, seven technically. Uh, no, five. Six. The sixth one is coming on the sixteenth. Okay. I couldn't remember yeah, if it was six Scrolls. go to seven or five yeah, to six. Five to six. Um. And a couple of those are really fun. Super hot. We Super have so had, fun. I mean, the Power yeah. Rangers game is was it was, was pretty 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 interesting. I kind of want to. Robbie learn it. Robbie destroyed me and uh, one of the other oh, coworkers really? here. Okay. I don't. I never ever played those games. Oh, like, I was but, I, I was button smashing. I I'm finally. Not, I'm not a Power I, Rangers in any way. I finally, kind of maybe started to figure out a couple of the characters in Mortal mm. Kombat playing with my buddies. It's but I intense. still like, 11? yeah, trying yeah, to remember, yeah, harsh. like trying to remember. I mean, it, like, in every character has its own oh, yeah. super thing that you can do, yeah. whatever. And man, it's hard. And you, like, my one of my good friends, like, he plays online a lot. You get on there and you see some of these dudes that are playing. Like, they have that game 
figured yeah. out. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been that into. But I just like games. I'm, I was never into that stuff. I was always racing games. But yeah, the, going this, back to Wave Runner, yeah, man. This month's releases though, it's a it's a good range. Uh, I played Little Nightmares for a little bit, and it's I, I'm going to keep playing it. It's very interesting. I think Michael's going to do a review of Is it, it like for an Gaming adventure. Uh, it's kind of similar to that guilt game that came yeah. out when Stadia rolled out. Uh, it's got a real dark, gritty feel mm-hmm. to it, and still, still, which I'm super into. Still figuring out what the what the whole premise is behind the game. But, we need uh, Michael on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dang it. Uh, but we then I played Pan- Panzer Dragoon. It's exa- If you played it back in the day, yeah. it's exactly what it was then. And Fly around shoot stuff. <laughs> uh, Fly around shoot stuff. A lot of people aren't going to like it, but if you like the, it's like us with Doom. I mean, I honestly could sit here and play Doom Two mindlessly for hours because mm-hmm. it's Doom Two, and right. I'm sure there are a lot of people that feel that way about Panzer. Yeah, but yeah. So, so cool releases. Uh, obviously, if you want more information on that. GamingUnbox.com. By the way, super hot is worth oh yeah, super hot the fun. entire yeah, thing. Absolutely, like, yeah. We did a so we've already put out a gameplay video on. Uh, I say we Gaming Unbox has put out a gameplay video for Super Hot and for Power Rangers, and I have the other ones that I need to edit. But uh, Super Hot, man. Gosh, like so watching fun. Michael play it though, I was like, "Oh, you can oh, I learned throw like, your gun." Yeah, I learned like and catch what? it. Yeah, and what? Oh, like, oh, idiot! I knew He's you like I just gun. had a bullet and a half with my sword. I'm like, I, I didn't know that was a thing. So yeah, That's I, fun. I mean, we were getting ready to go run over to the store to grab some things for the office, yeah. and uh, Joe had to go run and do something, and so I was like, "Well, I got like five minutes here," and so I literally grabbed my Stadia controller, hit my button. TV Boop. fired on, and I played through two levels of Super Hot real quick before we left, yeah. and then I put it down. It's, like it's fun. This is the perfect type of game for me to consume on Stadia because I can just you know launch it on the quick Chromebook hit. real quick, yep. play through a level, and then and then it's get out. How that Thumper game was for me. Yeah, it got really hard, dude. By the I, end of I don't, the I don't, end of the level, like level two, yeah. you know, there's like what twelve levels 12 in each little thing, yeah. like towards like 210 or something yeah. i couldn't i just I couldn't I, I, I get past up. it yeah yeah me and, and my buddies tried to play too. it one the night kids were like eh, we we played i much. mean i'm not kidding we played for a couple hours trying to <laughs> trying to get through dude, one level insane. we could not get through that one level dude couldn't do it uh but yeah so so yeah cool stuff coming uh on stadia if you are a pro user you need to go claim these games and at least just try them that's the cool thing about being a pro yeah, user you just kept me around you just get to go try out these new games that maybe you would have never have went and bought oh, but now 100%. they're now they're now they're in your library you go in there and claim them and you can immediately play them there's no downloading that's yep. the other cool part i can't wait till doom, yeah. doom eternal shows up yeah just, i'm not ready to spend 60 bucks on it because i don't yeah. think i'll play it that much but it's, I just, is I it gonna play. be a pro I don't know. Yo, you ju- you're just hoping. just hoping. Oh, I don't know if it will. Oh, why? Probably will. Sixty dollar game. Yeah, you let think me, they'll let me. do a sixty dollar? All game? of them are sixty. Oh, are they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every game's sixty bucks. I guess I didn't realize that. Yep. I haven't bought many games on there. Truth be told, I, I haven't either. I bought gr- I bought Grid, and it was on sale. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like either that maybe yeah, if they do one of those big pro discounts yeah. and they, I can get it for like twenty bucks, I'll yeah. buy it. Maybe that was my thinking, I guess, because I, I was pro then, and the discount for pro was 25 yeah, so Maybe I was thinking some, games were that much. orange boxes like Steam does, yeah. where you get like 10 few games. games yeah, 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 yeah. Bundles. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, there's a huge multiplayer base and stuff on, and I'm not really even sure about the cross-play <laughs> on, on Doom. Doom Eternal, but I played the Doom that released in 2016, the one they did for Switch. Yeah. I went and bought it just because I was like, oh, maybe I'll play it. And it's so gross. Like, I can't play that in front of the kids. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, you're ripping people's heads off and stuff. Yeah. But it's <laughs> graphic. It's so fast and, like, yeah. this, like furious. Yeah, and apparently yeah. Doom Eternal kind of cranks that Feels up and gets that, a little yeah. campy. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, man, I, this would probably be one of those games that I would actually 
have fun playing through first person yeah. by myself. And then there's cool multiplayer stuff. I just don't know if there's crossplay, and that's what's uh, uh, that's a problem with Stadia right now. What's PUBG crossplay like? If you pick your controller up, great. Um, you, you play with other against... consoles. Um, you can so, play with other consoles. So if players. my buddy who has a PS4, you, I can you, tell him to mm-hmm. get PUBG regular. From what I and understand, and if I go and buy it, I'll have PUBG regular, and we'll we should do some more research controller. before you tell him to buy anything. But I'm, we should do that. That would be really. I sure want to test that. That that's the that's the case. The problem is when you load in with your keyboard and mouse, it, it has a thing in the game that goes, hey, it looks like your keyboard and mouse. That's is that correct? Stadia people. You click yes, you crossplay is done. You yeah, are, you're only playing against Stadia people. What if you click no? Is that <laughs> only Stadia people with the keyboard and mouse? Or yeah. is it only Stadia nope. people Keyboard with mouse, Stadia controller people, yeah. which is okay. about huh. seven yeah. people. Seven. Yeah, because a couple of times we tried to do it, it, it took, took forever to forever. match. Yeah. Well, and, and then you're in there with, they're doing bots now, and that's yeah. part of the reason, um, which I'm fine with, because I'm not very good at the standard PUBG. So right. I, I don't care if there be some bots. I'm still learning my way around. Right. But I wish that it would say, you know, you click the button, and if in five minutes it couldn't find anybody else, match me up with 99 bots. I don't care. Sure, like, yeah. I just want to go get feel for the game. And you're sitting there for 30 minutes yeah. waiting to match because there's nobody to play with. It's so and funny. And I'm terrible with a controller. It's so funny. Like, I, I I feel I, I need to download it and play it because I feel like I will be much better with a controller because I, the shooting game that I did play growing up was Halo. Right. And so I'm used to that sort of jump and move and aim. And yeah, I don't know. I, I wish they know. would just put auto pickup in the game too. It yeah. drives me nuts because it feels like the whole time I'm playing, I'm looking at the ground. You're just pressing. Like yeah, and you're stare, trying staring to pick at the ground because you got to yeah. hit the button to pick everything up. Like yeah. even Fortnite, weird. once they launched the mobile and allowed auto pickup, they just allowed auto pickup across consoles too. Like you can just a- turn it I on. I think Apex, you have to pick up everything you manually do. too. It's so, so annoying. Yeah. Anywho. So yeah, cool stuff happening in the gaming world. And this is something, like we said, that we think is the kind of new, the new thing. We feel very similar about this as we did about Chromebooks in 2016. Yeah. And I think that, I think that there's going to be um, a time when, uh, I don't know that everyone's going to be using a Chromebook, but I think I could see a scenario where everyone who's playing games is playing some sort of cloud streaming thing. I think consoles could go away as long as PlayStation or Sony and Xbox and Microsoft and all these people go yeah, in on it. I don't know. That I mean, could I be interesting. I don't know that they go away. I think away. PC gaming, like PC, PC gaming is going to be stay. a thing, but I think like an Xbox... In a PlayStation, like, do you think people in ten years will be playing? What with, I think with would a happen, box. What I think would happen. Um, this is just me guessing, but I think an Xbox could be something the size of your phone. Yeah, mm. um, it's going to be the the portal to the cloud. It's server. just the thing that has the UI. It's, built a, it's it. like a Chromecast right. kind of. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that that, that, that new, would be dope. That, that new would Chromecast be cool. that's coming out, for instance, yeah. that has oh, Android so on dope. it and stuff like. It can have that sort of, of interface. It still has right, the interface. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, Xbox, yeah. Xbox has entertainment stuff in it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So that would it, be dope. Yeah, you need a UI, but that's it. Like, it doesn't have to have a it's bunch a of... It's a streaming dongle. Yeah, it's so a, it's, it's a, a Xbox Xbox streaming. Exactly. Because then that gives you the, the hardware to then connect your controllers and accessories yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. If, if Xbox games eventually move into a thing where, oh, well, we have, you know, well, they already do, but, you know, steering wheels and pedals yeah, and a yeah. rumble pack for your back for this. All that you know, for Forza up. and blah, blah, blah. Well, then, yeah, the dongle gives you still that piece of hardware. Same way Stadia pairs. Yeah, with, question. Yeah. You, I don't have an Android TV device of any sort. Do you, does the Wi-Fi connection, do you set that all up via the device or from mm-hmm. your phone? No, it's all on the device. Because that could solve the, because one of the things that I, I've always oh, good dreamed about Stadia is that I throw my Chromecast and my Stadia remote in my bag and I take it when I travel. Problem. 
captive portals. Chromecasts. Captive portals. <laughs> Hotel Wi-Fi. The only way to get around the captive portal is to carry around an extra little router which with no you. No one does. Or use your mobile hotspot, which now you're killing your data. Um, yeah, that does solve it. If this 100%. new dongle is a true dope. Android TV Chromecast hybrid, this will solve all, that problem. We'll mm. set them on the device. Because oh, yeah. yeah. I remember we were in Florida. Oh, we need to look into that. Yeah, oh, I guarantee it will. Yeah. Android TV for sure. You, you use the control. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever like, we need... Let's go over to one of the hotels and be like, "Can we come in here and well, set up this Android well, there's TV?" No, and, there's no reason it wouldn't. Yeah. Like it, it's got a browser on it and everything. It has the ability to go through all those steps. No yeah. big deal. Then that that's perfect because like we were in Myrtle Beach last year and and they the place we were at had Xboxes in the room and I had to go in and set up an Xbox Live account because my kids wanted to play. And I'm like, if I just had a Stadia controller and my Chromecast with Boom. me, but it's a captive portal, so you can't do that. So. Yeah, that's I yeah. uh, never hadn't thought about that, but yes, brilliant. I'm honestly, gonna have to write an article. About that. Well, I mean, think about it; it'll honestly fix just Chromecasting. Yes, you know, forget yeah. Stadia, like yeah. just the ability Regular to be able to carry Chromecast, this Chromecast yeah. with you when you travel, yeah. like that's solved. Yeah, because we've always talked about packing one with us when we go to New York like, or man, Vegas or whatever. There's no bother. point, you know. Right. I think last year we brought one because we thought the place we were staying didn't have a captive portal, but they Wrong. did, and then yeah, so whatever. Yeah, that's why we normally have an HDMI cable and a Chrome Chromebook. Well, we have that stuff because Robbie, <laughs> Robbie <laughs> carries yeah, 15 yeah, cables in his bag. Yeah, <laughs> we make it work. So, so yeah. That's interesting. We need to look into that. We need to write about that thing on, on Chrome Unbox too. I had it pulled up the other day to write, and then we made 18 videos. Well, I'm going to write the, the Captive Portal article, yeah. so you need to write that real quick. Yeah. We'll write that up <laughs> Got to get that one out. Yeah. Got to get that one out. All right. Well, folks, I think that's it for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, we're going to link all this stuff down in the show notes, and we will link uh, Robbie's uh, Android apps on chrome os video where he's preaching nope and uh yeah thanks so much for tuning in we will catch you all next week see you hey guys thanks for tuning in you can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast and if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of chrome and chrome os make sure to check out our website chromeunbox.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.